Hey friends, guess what? I've got a new book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide on March 8th called Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. This book is based on something I call genealogical regressions because sometimes when I'm working with clients, I go into their past lives and I realize this is not the source event of the challenge. We need to send light and love to ancestors in order to make our lives the wonderful places that we want to be. So I hope you'll check out my new book and stay tuned for class announcements, book signings, and more as March gets closer. Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life coming March 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Greetings, dear one. I hope you're having a wonderful week. So I'm very happy to be coming to you today from the apocalyptic Dallas, Texas. I'm sure you've heard that Texas has been having a lot of challenges, and let's just say that is an understatement. I am totally in a state of complete gratitude right now that my power has finally been restored. Um, I didn't have power for several days. The inside of the house had gotten down into the 30s, which was a bit challenging to say the least. So it was some interesting times. We are still having such a challenge here, though. There are just thousands and thousands of people who still don't have power. And by the grace of God, the temperature has finally gotten up above freezing today. So I know everybody's thankful for that. But the bigger problem is the water shortages. Um, I have a lot of people I know who had their water pipes burst and it caused a big contamination. So we are in a world of hurt here. And um, I know we're going to get through this somehow. But again, this has just been unbelievable. So I hope that you're doing okay and that you're well and that you're safe and that everything is going okay for you. I think we're just in a very, very strange time, my friend, where there is just a lot of different kinds of challenges being thrown at every single person, not only in this country, but all over the world right now, collectively. And so we've just got to just be strong. We've got to gather our senses and we will somehow 
prevail. So along those lines, let's go ahead and take a moment and do our little meditation so that we can get ourselves centered and relaxed. And then you're going to be thrilled with my guest today. So let's settle in and meditate for a second. Let's take a moment now and just close our eyes. Take a deep healing breath in through your nose and exhale. And allow a beautiful beam of light to come down through the top of your head. It's moving down, 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 down. Through the body, through the legs and feet. Allow the light to pour out of your heart center creating a lovely golden ball of light that surrounds you by about three feet in all directions. Just imagine that you can be wrapped up by this loving light and that within the light, only that which is of highest good can come through. Take a moment while you're bathing in the golden light to scan the body and go ahead now and just breathe in to any areas of tension. Just breathing in and exhaling. Tensions. And let go of tension and know that all is well. Very good. And when you're ready, just open your eyes and come back into the room. That was lovely. And I don't know about you, but I feel much better now. So today I am so excited. I have Dr. Linda Howe. She is a pioneer in the field of the Akashic Records, and she's just a delight and a joy to be around. So let's listen to my interview with Dr. Howe. And and remember that you can also, of course, come on over to YouTube to Past Life Lady channel and you can check it out. Greetings, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I am so excited today. You have no idea. We have got who I consider to be the world's leading authority on the Akashic Records here on the program, Dr. Linda Howe. I have had the pleasure of reading her brand new book, which you're going to love. It just came out. It's called Inspired Manifesting, Elevate Your Energy and Ignite Your Dreams Through the Akashic Records. Dr. Howe, you're incredible. Welcome to Healing Arts. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my great joy. So I can't imagine who doesn't know, but could you tell us what are the Akashic Records? How about it? How about it? And you know what? Let's go there. Let's start. Well, it's the beginning, right? Let's start at the beginning so we know what we're talking about. Okay, great. So the Akashic Record is a vibrational archive of every soul and its journey as human. Okay. So because it's vibrational, we know that means it's invisible. And we will never see it with the physical eye and we won't even see it with the strong eye. Okay. But we can feel it. You know, we always, we can feel the weather, right? We feel all kinds of things that we do not see. So it's in that category. 
it's an archive, so it's a collection. It's, um, it's a treasury, really, of every soul. And that means we're all in it. <laughs> and that, that also, so that's good news, right? Everybody's included. Yes. It's also bad news because everybody's included. So, ah! so, so if someone says to you, oh, listen, your ex, we'll just erase him. <laughs> It's, it's an energetic, I know it's not possible. I'm so sorry. It, dang. <laughs> right. But what we find out in the record is that there's more than enough room for everybody. And the journey as the soul's journey is human. Now, listen, I know some people are like, well, I want to know about my lifetimes on other planets. Well, that's fine. And the record doesn't say that they exist or don't exist. The record says nothing about it. But if you, if that's what you want, you're probably not going to get what you need from the record, right? right? And and the same thing too. Like sometimes people are like, "Oh, I had a lifetime as a reindeer." That's what I would be because it would be fun. Anyway, that's another me. story. <laughs> <laughs> a reindeer. Let's be reindeer. But. Is that true? Is it not true? I don't know. But I do know that it is not addressed in the record. Okay, so the record is really about our human journey. The soul's journey as human. So that's what that's what the record is. And then, you know, every set of records, your records, my records, every set of records has two parts. There is the, um, the fixed it's permanent. And it's, it's really, I think this is so interesting. At the inception of the soul, there's a divine impression, almost like life itself presses into the essence of the soul and says, here is your ultimate destiny, right? And it's your ultimate potential. So you're going to live all these lifetimes and realize who you really are and live as that person, yeah? While still, while still in human form, which I think is always like the, oh, wait a minute, that's the hard part. So, but that's the fixed part, okay? Doesn't change, can't change it, but it's good. We don't want to change it. What right. travels along with that is a collection of the stories of the lifetimes you live through which you awaken to your ultimate destiny, okay? And that's where... You know, there are some people who say, oh, you can change the record. The record changes and morphs. And other people who say, no, 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 it's fixed. Actually, both are true. But they're true when we're talking about different dimensions of the record, right? So there's the permanent and the evolving. And the evolving are the stories. It's like a catalog, all the lifetimes you live. And, and those moments, right? Moments of awakening and awareness that we've all been having for God for centuries now and will continue to have. Yes. So can anybody learn to read their own records? Well, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> but here's, but there's a catch, you know, there's always okay. a catch. Yes. Always, you're waiting for the catch. There's gotta be a rule to this. Here's the deal. Okay. So, so the Akashic record, it's a soul level dimension. So it's in, it's woven into everyone's soul. Everyone is a soul. So of course, everyone has that potential to, to have a more conscious connection with their soul. Right. However, first of all, do you know, not everybody wants to. There are people, you know, you can live for many, many lifetimes and never even hear the word Akasha, never even be interested in your soul. I mean, come on, this is, 
this is a real luxury, let's face it. And so, right. so first we're gonna set aside all the people who have zero interest. It's a big group. Then we have, right, I mean, really, then we have yeah. others who, who will not because of their, perhaps because their cultural or religious beliefs, they have the understanding that even though they might desperately want to be more conscious of their soul, they wouldn't dare. So that's another group, okay? Then now, now we've got a pretty small group, let's face it. Out of the people who remain, what we have is we have some people who will learn how to read their records simply by reading the book and following the instructions. That's, right. a, that's a big group. I have a lot of people who do that all the time. Then we have the, I like to think of them as overachievers. These are people who are really, they want to make sure they're getting good training, right? They want, they really want some certainty in their own growth and development. Um, and they're in a hurry. <laughs> These are my people. They come to class, right? Because there's yeah. something, you know this, when in a group, when you're in a group, everyone's on their own, right? Everybody's in their own chair, really, but we're all moving in the same direction. And there's a collective energy that just launches the group further and faster. So people will often say to me, well, maybe I'll just read the book. I, and, and I say, that's fine, but you wanna understand if you read, you know, if you read the book, and you attend a class, you will end up in the same destination. Right. The question I have is, are you in a hurry? Because <laughs> if you're in a hurry, I say go for the support. That's my personal. Um, so, so that's what, the other thing I want to say about the record, this is really interesting, is that um, there are people who who are finding out that they are particularly inclined. They're really drawn to working with others who are um, in trauma. And there are others who wanna, who are really fascinated by working with others who have health challenges or relationship issues or money issues. I mean, we have a lot of issues. We have a lot of people. It works out well. <laughs> yes, we do, and so it all works out. But what's happening is that people are, people are naturally led to the area of strength, right? Now, I know myself, I can open the records of like my, my dog, but I am not, I, I really, you don't, wanna, you don't wanna come to me and ask me to read your dog. I'm not that interested, I'm not that good, but I'd be happy to read a person, do you right. see? And so, um, and because we are the first, this blows my mind, we are the first group of people, secular people in history, who have conscious, responsible, deliberate access to the record. I mean, if you, like up until the mid 90s, it was all for, you know, mystics, right. <laughs> scholars, saints, all of that. And then there were the rest of us floundering around like, oh. Anyway, but the record, there has been a dramatic shift in the availability of the Akashic field for regular people to use as a spiritual resource. And because of that, we're all new, really, in, in the conscious connection with the record. But um, 
And so, so it's a wonderful time to be going into the record because the collective is in discovery. We are in discovery. Right. What is it? What's possible? How can we use it? I mean, these are, especially because we're coming out of the dark ages, right? Where it was only, only certain people could do it and right. we didn't know them. Right. Wasn't anyone I know. I don't know about you. Right. So this is these are big changes right now. It's very, very exciting time within the Akashic realm itself. I, I've heard you're reminding me, you know, I've heard like the World Wide Web. People have said that that's um, a reflection of some of the things that are now in the Akashic realm, because, you know, we had that veil of secrecy. And now it seems that everything we ever want to know is kind of out there on the web. What do you think of that? I think, well, I think it's, I think that's really accurate because in, I think it was in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, the head of Astara, which is a spiritual foundation yes. in California. Yeah, Astara, his, his name was Chaney, 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 I don't know how you pronounce it. He wrote a book on the Akashic record. And I want you to know, he's a fine man, wonderful man. It was truly a boring book, but there was a nugget in there. And then right, I was like, God, how can I get through this? The nugget, because there was nothing until my first book was released in 2009, there was nothing on how to connect with the record. Right. But anyway, right. there was nothing, but he actually introduced the idea. He likened the Akasha to the World Wide Web. And when he said it, you know, it went through me like lightning because we know the law, right? As within, so without, right? And so the internet is the physical, it's the externalization of an understanding that we share globally, universally, it cuts through all, you know, socioeconomic groups, religions, um, cultures, climates, everything goes yeah. right through. I mean, there are people on the planet today who, you know, who are eating tree bark, but they have a cell phone. I mean, what is that, right? <laughs> you know, it's terrible. But these are, I mean, these are the realities. But it's in the internet, but it's, but here's the distinction I've come to is that so the, so the internet uh, do i love the internet yes am i addicted yes it's all true however the internet is about information right okay it when information is the problem information is the solution but see for most of the people i work with they're pretty much they're smarty pants kind of people they have a lot of information they tell me why they have the problems they have. Everything's figured out. What's missing is power. What's missing is the, I wanna say almost like the energetic backing to make the shifts that they know they want. The distinction between, I think the most significant distinction between the World Wide Web and the Akashic Record is that the record is wisdom. See, the record is not just information. Information doesn't do us that much good, but wisdom makes a qualitative difference in our experience of ourselves and our lives. The Akashic record is, is the intersecting zone of the universal heart, mind, and will. So dimensionally, so whereas like the internet, we could say is one dimension, it's mental, right? right? The record is spherical. It's multidimensional. 
because it's not just the universal mind, which is a lot, don't get me wrong. It's not just the universal heart. It's the heart, mind, and will, and it's where they converge, right? Right. So that the potential is there as we come into a conscious awareness of it to have a radical shift in our perception, right, of our experience. We do not change reality, I'm sorry to say, but we don't in the record. Right. So I don't go into the record and say, I don't like this from my past. I'm erasing it. I don't want this in my future. I'm going to change it. No, that's not the point. The point is not to manipulate life to our liking. The point is to be so inspired and infused with love, wisdom, compassion, and pulse, right? Life force that we find our way through adversity while we experience love and are able to share it with others. And then as we make our way through those challenges, right? Um, we find that nothing, right? Nothing can slow us down or stop us or absolutely nothing can um, snuff out the aliveness within us. And I don't know, in my case, I mean, that has certainly come as a shock to me because <laughs> You know, I mean, I didn't start out believing any of this, right? I, I had a very different set of beliefs and understandings and very slowly through a relationship with this Akashic realm that cannot be seen, okay? It, but it can be experienced um, one by one. You know, my old ideas have been transformed and I'm increasingly liberated as are all my students. That's so amazing. How, how did you actually originally discover this information? Can you tell us that? Because that is sure, sure. Uh, okay, you know what? Well, and listen, you know, this isn't something you can plan for. No, <laughs> right? All right, so surprise. Take it. No, 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 no. Well, you know what? So, so you can tell by my accent, right? I'm from the Midwest, and I was raised in a very traditional Midwestern religion. It was a good religion. I have no idea. To this day, I laugh because I think I'm really not sure what they were teaching, but I know what I learned. <laughs> and what I learned, right? What I learned was that if I managed well, I would get to be happy. Okay. And I like a good challenge. I thought, okay, I'm in. I did everything I thought was right. And I did, I mean, on the outside, it looked, I woke up, I was 24 years old. I had everything I thought I wanted. Fabulous apartment, a closet full of expensive shoes. I mean, I had everything, <laughs> but I actually did. I had great friends. Do you understand? I yeah. had a good, good life. The problem was I was like empty inside and I just was heartbroken. So I made a prayer really to a God I didn't believe in. Or <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't know who I'm talking to, but you got to help me anyway. Within a short period of time, I did have a moment of awakening awareness, a moment of spiritual awareness. Um, I was 24 years old. Mm -hmm. It changed my life. And here's what happened. I was in the depth of self-pity. And I mean, it was, I was, but I was lost and grief stricken, right? Yeah. And in this moment, I was overcome with a sense of being completely known completely loved, appreciated, enjoyed, valued, and 
and that who I am is a part of the whole of creation. Wow. I, and I have, uh, how long was it? I don't know, two seconds. I have no idea. What I do know is this, it, it, it left such an impression on me that I thought to myself, I have no idea what that is, but I must have it in my life. And so I launched out on the path and I spent the next 16 years right? Looking. Because what I really, do you know, you know, Shelly, what I wanted to do was be able to um, recreate that experience for myself. Of right. course, right? I know. I, yeah, I'm like, of course I want more. <laughs> but so that was my goal, right? I thought there has to be a way. So I went to every religion. I went, to, I did everything, every self-help. Now, listen, I had a blast. It was wonderful. I learned a lot. And many things, many of these um, experiences were close, right? They were close, but they weren't it. Until when I was 40, I went to, I went to a class on the Akashic record. First of all, I didn't even know what this word Akasha is. I'm like, what, what is that? Turns out it's a Sanskrit word. And what it means is primary substance that from which all things are formed. When I first heard it, I didn't even know. I thought, what is that? But it, there was something about the word spoke to me. So I went to this class. I thought the teacher was a weirdo. She's a very nice woman, but you know, she was so esoteric and I'm so not esoteric. Do you know what I mean? I just thought, yes. what am I doing here? And everyone there, anyway, they were lovely people, but not my tribe as we would say. Right. But the long and short of it is, she says, this is how you open the record. I do what she says and almost have, I almost have a heart attack because it is the closest to that experience I had when I was 24. Wow. I was unhinged. And yet I'm in this woman's living room. Everything looks the same. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. was like, wait a minute. It was almost like the earth shifted. So wow. at that point, I stopped, I had a practice at that time of doing um, shamanic healing um, for people. And I, I actually just, I wrapped it up, right? And I, but my, what I did at that point was I said, this is so great. I thought, well, I will do this until there's nothing left to it. Because my thought was, it'll shrivel up. What is this? Then if you so work I, through it and be and done. Then, and then I'll be done and I'll get to the other side and I'll go to the next class, right? Well, that was, let's see, I was 24 and now I'm uh, 66. How did that happen? And I want you to know, this is the other thing. This is so funny. When I first came into the record, my big question is, what is this? Because there's what's striking for me, and I know many people report this, is that the record, there's a, for people who are coming into it consciously now, there's right. a familiarity. And that's mm -hmm. because we have been in the record, certainly in other lifetimes, but we've bumped into it, but we've had no authority. It's always been random and hopeful and, you know, we're making up whatever we make up, you know, I'll drink the green drink, have a cup of tea, do yoga, and then I'll get, no. So <laughs> yeah, I tried all that. But what, what it is, is the saying of a very simple, yeah, a very simple <laughs> prayer. And in the saying of the prayer, 
there is a slight shift in awareness. So we're conscious, responsible, deliberate, right? right? But we experience this subtle shift that enables us to register the impressions. What that really means is when we make this shift, we can detect, discern, we can almost touch the vibrations. And then our opportunity is to speak because it's not a hard science, I'm sorry to say, but to speak, to describe what it seems like we're getting. We always start with what it seems like because right. it's not a hard science. Anyway, um, so so I wanted to tell you this so, so funny and terrible. So early on, I'm in, I go into my records, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and here's, because I don't know what I'm doing, right? And um, I get the guidance, here's the guidance. This is an infinite spiritual resource. I thought, oh yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm like, all right, great. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So here I am four books later, right? <laughs> Traveling <laughs> the world, teaching people how to do this. Um, you know, I'm the first person in the world to get a doctorate in spiritual studies in the Akashic record. And so now yes. from Emerson Theological, so now if someone you know, wanted to get a master's with a concentration in the Akashic records, they can do that and it would be all on my material. That's right. You know, That's so, exactly right. but I have to tell you something. I had no idea when I started, I, there was no way I could have known. You understand this? Yeah. This is, I mean, how do you even, where I come from, we don't think this way. I come from a very practical place where everyone, you get it, if you want to teach something, you get a teaching certificate. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Just go, like, please, you know, you could have a nice career in something, but no, anyway. To me, that makes it more valid though, because it's just so out of the realm of what you had been raised to believe. And here you've had this epiphany. That to me makes it, you know, really profound. I mean, you know, and, and you followed your bliss and your guidance and you did okay. it. All right. But here's the thing. Yes, I followed it. But I, I believe it was chasing me. That's true. <laughs> Do you see, there is a partnership. You know, we talk about co-creation. Yeah. Right, there is a place. So, so it's like, and this is really what my new book is about. It's where the that there is a place. I call it the realm of engagement, yes. where our deepest dreams. My deepest dream was always to find a way to love and serve others. Right, that was really fun and nurturing for me. Right, but see, it turns out that my dream is exactly what the world needs right now. That's See, right. and that is the truth. The hard part is, I have found, the hard part is telling the truth about what I want. Because see, I had to go through, well, this is what my parents want me to do. And this is what my friends are all doing. You know, all my friends went to law school. I mean, I, you know, I studied history in school. Everybody went to law school. Right. I tried to go to law school. I. I couldn't do it. Do you understand? I could yes. not like, <laughs> anyway, I couldn't do it. Um, I so I, I so wanted to follow somebody else's path just because I thought how, because the other, I think the other challenge is that certainly when I was in my teens and twenties, you know, this didn't exist. And so right. I had to try and put words to this thing 
because what existed were fortune tellers and soothsayers. And, you know, you know, these are the kind of people we worry about. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? In a lot of ways, you know, I, anyway, I mean, it's like, well, wait a second, that's not really it. I mean, my dream in life was not to be 300 pounds reading cards, telling people what to do. I mean, that just really, I thought, well, if that's as good as it gets, who needs it? There has to be a way to serve others that doesn't cost me my well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you describe like this realm, this Akashic realm? Like, what is that like? Oh, sure, 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 sure. For people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Akashic realm, okay, first of all, we want to recognize that the Akasha it's a realm, right? It's a dimension of light. It is a, it's, it's at the soul level. The soul is like woven into it. It's, it's actually there together. Yeah. It is a dimension of light. What that means is it's not a deity. So we don't pray to it. We don't have to beg it, implore it, none of that. It's just a realm of light. I, 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 know, I know, I know. What I like to think of it, exactly. Um, one of the ways I've come to understand it is that the record is, if we think of the soul at the floor of the heart center, yeah, and the source is about 18 inches above the crown of the head. Mm. Okay, just, this is like if we're going to slice things open and look at a diagram, right? So we see that the record is the energetic connective tissue from the soul to the source. See, we're right. always connected to the source, but we're not always aware of that connection. So the work in the record is in the, in the realm of awareness. Do you see? Okay, now, the, the realm itself. So we say this prayer. And in 2001, I was given access to the record into the heart of the Akasha, which is this pathway prayer process that I started working with 2001 to continue to this day. Anyway, in the saying of the prayer, we have a slight shift in awareness. Now, it is, it is a spiritual dimension. And what that means, it's made of love. Okay. And so when we move into this dimension of love, it's not really very sentimental, <laughs> but it's governed by the three absolutes of the Akasha. The three absolutes are fear not, judge not, resist not. These three, they're like a tripod, which is very stable, you know? And so what they do is they protect this space, okay? So that it's always stable, um, always respectful, kind, right? Now, what's very interesting to me, when we go into the record, there is a, an emotional safety right? There's no torment. There's no like spirit guides making fun of us. There's none of that. It's right, which is, you know, I don't know, that stuff scares me. But you know, it's, we step into a realm. I think for many, many will describe it as like a sanctuary, right? A sacred space of reverence. And we go there. And in this state of emotional safety, very important for human beings, as you know, in that state of emotional safety, it is easier for us to first of all, recognize truth, identify it, describe it and claim it. Yeah. In the telling of the truth, there are shifts. 
Now, the other thing is that what I've come to understand is that, so we're all on these really epic journeys through time as human, right? Like really like, oh my God, here we go again. Yeah. I'll meet you back there. So, right, right. But, you know, these, these lifetimes, there are some lifetimes we, we learn and we grow so much. Where does, where does all that wisdom go? It's embedded in our souls. So when I come into the record, and I was thinking, you know, uh, you know, more than once on my journey, I'll have a friend say, well, Linda, you know, aren't you the one who says the truth is within? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but, you know, the idea, the truth is within. The question is, how do we get to it? So by standing in the space of Akashic light, right, all those treasures embedded within the core of who we are come into focus as we need them. And they're available to us. We really are infinite beings on an eternal journey. And all the growth that's, I mean, we don't come in with a clean slate. Do you know? I mean, I remember the first time my son was 10 days old, I looked in his eyes and I was like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I like, wait a minute, oh, like, oh I'm like, oh no. <laughs> It's you again, you know. I know and you. Exactly. <laughs> but that's it. But so all, everything that's in there can bubble to the surface. Do you see? But the the realm itself, um, and, and I know there's. I, I believe you know we are the first generation out of the gate to be learning about the record and putting words to it and describing it and making it accessible. We have a lot to learn because some of our old ideas and superstitions like, oh, there's a council of, you know, beings in, you know, tall skinny guys and brown hooded robes. And I, I'll tell you something, I've never seen them. <laughs> I don't believe in that. You don't believe in that? Okay. I don't believe yeah, in that at all. No, no, no. See, see, here's what's fascinating to me about the record. This blows my mind. When we go into the record, the record is is really a manifestation yeah, of the, uh, the principles of, I would call them the principles of the Aquarian age. Okay, one of those principles is the relinquishing of individual, the need for individual attention and gratification for the good of the whole to work in a group. So here's the thing. In the Akashic record, we do have, there are beings of light who are, they're busy. They're, do they love us? Yes, they love us, but they're busy. Our engagement in the record is not about them. It's about us. And so they work in a group. We don't know their names. We don't see their faces. They don't have outfits, implements. <laughs> Listen, this shoes. I love. That's what, shoes, good shoes. I mean, you know, I love that stuff. I love it. That's why I have angels and spirit guides because they have cool stuff. <laughs> the record, they don't. They don't have names. That's not the point. The point is when I bring a concern about my life now to the record, mm -hmm. what I am, what gets delivered to me, yeah? through my own awareness, through my own thinking, you have to use your mind, I'm sorry. That's the only way the words come together. You know, people say, oh, it's a word, I know that word. Well, 
how else are we going to communicate? I mean, come on. Anyway, that's another story. But yes, um, but it's so fascinating. But see, what happens is they work in a group on our behalf. And the wisdom is imparted to us. And so it doesn't matter if it's one being of light who's wearing red shoes or one being of light who is a cowboy. It does not, that's not the point. The point yeah. is, who will I be in my life? What choices will I make? What actions will I take? How can I unleash the infinite love within and, and share that, right? Enjoy it for myself, share it with others. How are we gonna do that? And, and there is no Akashic song. You know, someone once called me and she was all upset because she forgot her Akashic song. I was like, well, I never knew mine. So, you know, calm down, it's all right. There is none, that's not what this is, right? This is a, an invisible collective Right. And, and many people can you can understand this as like the invisible correspondent to the visible that we are. Right. Right. Yes. And anyway, I don't even know if I'm answering your question. That just, is. That I'm is. just it, going on. I'm like, I, like I love that. it. I love it. Um, oh the thing I want to say about your new book, which is so wonderful. I mean, it's just inspired manifesting. You just so kindly you just you you seem like a, I mean you are anyway I mean but you're just such a trusted friend and it just feels like you're really coming you're taking the reader on a journey you know you believe in them and their ability to manifest and and that we can make this world what we want it to be so why do you think people do have so much difficulty actually manifesting the things that they really want in their life okay first I want to say one thing okay I, I love the people who read my books. I love them. I can't even, I don't even know them. And I love them. I understand that anybody we can tell when we, I, but them, you know, me. can you tell, cause see oh, yes. what, what I know is that if you pick up my book, you can only pick it up cause we're already related. That's right. <laughs> Because you wouldn't be drawn to it if you weren't destined to read you it. Wouldn't. Right, right. So that just, yes. when I think of that, that thrills me. It's <laughs> things, things that thrill me at the kitchen table. That's Yay. right there. Yay. Okay, now this other question about manifesting. Let's talk about that. So the fact of the man, you know, as human beings, we're always manifesting. We That's cannot right. not manifest. The issue for most of us is preferred manifestation. Yes. Ouch, right? Getting what we actually want. Getting what we actually want. Okay. Out. So, but, but there are, okay, so there are a few things that I have observed, and, and I certainly have had my challenges with this, God knows, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, we all have. I mean, right, it's like, what? The, I, I believe we are in a time of great spiritual confusion, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and so, so what's being introduced are new possibilities and we keep trying to take the new possibilities and um, squeeze them into our old ideas, right? Kind of get things, you know, to, to work together that don't, that just don't work together. So the first thing is that we, we might be the first generation on the planet that has the idea that it is beneficial for us 
to be happy. I mean, do you understand? We are coming as human beings yeah. on the face of the earth. The most we could hope for was to be happy while we were suffering. <laughs> right? In the name yeah. of God, of course. Right. <laughs> but always I'm, that, yes. Always that. that. But do you understand this? This idea, yeah. like, wait a minute. And so, but see, we also have some some interesting old ideas about how to get what you want. Well, one thing is to grab it. The other thing is to force your will down the throat of somebody near you. I mean, there's all kinds of, but yes. And, and, and um, you know, stand on the kitchen table and tell the universe what you want. I mean, all of these things, very magical, highly superstitious, completely ineffective. Okay. Right. So part of we're, the truth of the matter is we don't know how to do this, not because we're knuckleheads. We don't know how to do this. I don't know about you. My parents would be, thank God they're gone. They would be scandalized by what I'm doing. Do you understand? I mean, my, all they wanted, you know, my mother said prayers for her wayward daughter. Like, oh, are you sure? You know, I say what you're really, you really think that? And my father, I mean, these are wonderful people and they yes. were cool and fun. But, yes. And okay. I hear you, my friend. So, so we are up against, right? We are up against yeah. how do we honor and respect those who've gone before us? Right. And how do we, because we, there are no role models. There are no role. I mean, we're not, not it's enough. not like people will say, oh, you must know it's all within you. No, people don't know. Okay, so we have to have room to discover. Here in the West, we, we don't like a discovery phase. We like to already know. It's, it's one of right. our values, right? <laughs> to already know everything, which is why everybody wants to be psychic so that they don't have to live through the not knowing and making mistakes. Anyway, so here's the thing. When it comes to manifesting, what's being asked of us are, are, are um, assum not assumptions. I mean, the foundation pieces that are required. I mean, we, I, I don't know about you, never in a gazillion years did I think I was going to have to accept life on life's terms. Do you understand? Right, yeah. I thought, I thought, oh no, don't you, don't you like manipulate it? Don't you just tell life what to do and it does what you want? Yes. Well, no, that's not no. how it works. You have to look at the world and, and we're all in different places. And, and I, the good news, bad news is we can only begin where we are. So if you have $12, you, you know, you don't say, oh, I'm going to start living my life when I have, you know, a, a million. No, you have to start with 12. Right. right. And whatever it is, it's like, well, wait a minute. Okay. So, so we have to, we have to be more honest about where, about the world in which we find ourselves. The other thing is we have to be honest about what we really want. Do you know, I'll tell you something. This is so funny and terrible. This was some years back. I wanted a car and the car I wanted was a Cadillac Alante. Had a white pearl finish, red leather interior. Ooh, wow. I, mean, I mean, it was so gorgeous, right? Sounds but great. But here's the thing. Oh, so I did vision boards. I mean, I really, yeah. I, I went to the, the Cadillac. Boards, yeah. right? Do you remember that? We know yeah. those, yes. yes, yes, yes. I went to the Cadillac dealer, sat in the car, got all dressed up because, you know, I was going to act as if and feel my way into yes. it. I was doing all of that. And about two years of this, 
okay, two years later, I realized I didn't have this car. I was no closer to that Cadillac than the man in the moon. So I got mad, of course. Right. <laughs> and then I looked for someone to blame. <laughs> but anyway, so I tore up, I tore up the vision board. This is so fabulous. And I walked around. Oh, I was heartsick, right? Because I had worked so hard. And what occurred to me were a few things. First of all, you know, the truth is I don't really like to drive. <laughs> all right. Let's start a little detail, okay. maybe. Oh, oh, I'm a city person. I'm a city person. I was happy on the bus or whatever. I mean, I never, you know, my world was anyway. I thought, well, that isn't that interesting. Then I live in a neighborhood where parking is a real issue. The thought of having this, well, I don't know, fifty thousand dollar car out there on a street where, I mean, one wrong move, one Saturday night, and this was going to be all dinged up. The reality started to hit me. I could, I could visualize from now till kingdom come. <coughs> excuse me. The universe wasn't going to give me something that wasn't mine. So this yeah. is this is fabulous. Not long after, a friend of mine called me. And it turned out her, her parents were giving her a car and she had to get rid of her car. And it was, it was a Toyota. And she told me that if I could buy the tags, which was a couple hundred dollars, I could have her car. I, which I did, but do you know what was really great? Is this hilarious? I was, I didn't worry about that car once. I thought if somebody crashes into it, I don't care. I mean, I didn't want that, but you know, I, I had great right. peace about this car. I never worried about it. And you know, nothing happened to it until, so I had it for a couple of years. The beauty of it is, you know, I didn't really drive that often. <laughs> there it is. Once a, you know, a couple times a month. All right, but this is the best. It was time we were gonna move. Uh, we went to the Pacific Northwest for the midlife crisis <laughs> anyway, which was great. But what happened was I thought, now what am I gonna do with this car? And, and I, I was really like praying about it, reflecting like that. And I thought, hmm, you know, somebody gave it to me. I'm going to give this car to somebody. I just didn't know who to give it to. And one morning I got up and guess what? The car was gone. <laughs> Someone stole the car. Because <laughs> I told the universe, I want the person, I want this car to go to somebody who needs it, who wants it. <laughs> Excuse wow. me. Is that the funniest thing? There you go. You didn't even have to run an ad. <laughs> That's how good you are. That was so funny. Anyway. Wow, that is amazing. I love it. Very I love funny. it. It's it's a good example. I mean, I think people I think we have a hard time in a human body fully understanding ourselves and really what our motivations are and what we really want. And these things when we don't get things. Sometimes we never understand why, but sometimes years later, we have the luxury of saying, thank God I know, I'm that didn't happen. Exactly. Like somebody runs a key down your Cadillac or whatever, ah! have a fit, you know, or what happens if the leather gets torn, you know? Right, right. All of that. So, but see, I, you know, and especially here in the West, you know, we have so much cultural conditioning for what we should want and what other people want for us. Right. Do you know what my parents wanted for me was up to their level of understanding. They could not want this for me because it was not even on the, on the grid. That's right. Do you see? Yeah. So, so, but see what I love about working in the record 
which is, you know, I'm, is that I go into the record and because it is um, a realm of infinite kindness and respect, there's no fear of ridicule, torment, none of that. I mean, which, uh, anyway, which are, is important. So in that space, I can actually bring to my own consciousness my hopes, my dreams, my fears, my wishes, my motivations, and look at them in the light of truth and see, you know, that is a great idea. The Cadillac is a fabulous car. It's not a fabulous car for me. For you. <laughs> right? And, and we can go down the list, right, That's of the nice. things we want without getting all um, defensive, overly protective of some pet idea. Because what's so interesting is that in the record, I mean, what has come into focus for me is that even some of my worst ideas, at the time, the truth is they really were my best ideas. And every choice, every decision, every selection is motivated by the individual desire to experience more love and peace. Exactly, yes. So all of a sudden, our relationship with everything that has happened changes, right? And, and come to find out that if, like I talked to so many people who have, you know, I, I am amazed by the persistence of soul's purposes. I am astonished. They will say, I've wanted this for 35 years. And I'm like, listen, I get that. You know, I have to want something for five years before I let myself have it. I understand these things. But, you know, they're like, this is what I really want. And, you know, the fact that these dreams these heartfelt desires live deep inside of us, no matter what's going on in our lives, that really speaks to me as a power and the, the, um, the highest truth, right, of, of these, these hopes and wishes. And so, but it turns out that those things, right, that, you know, we call them soul's purposes, they are those activities that we engage in through which we unleash the unlimited love within us. And it, sometimes they make sense, sometimes they don't. Right. But the fact of the matter is, whatever they are, this is always what the world needs from us. Like right now, you know, the world, it's mayhem out there. I, right. I don't know if you've noticed, have you noticed? No, I was in a cloud bubble. <laughs> you were in a cloud bubble. Good for God. <laughs> I know. I wish I were. But it's like, whoa, it's wild out there. And, and it turns out, you know, everybody's like, what do I do? What do I do? Well, what do you really want to do? The universe wants us to do what we want to do. Yes. Thank like, you. And see, we are coming off of centuries of doing what the guru said or the priest said or the husband said like how do we even know well we have to experiment That's i am right. so sorry i wish you know i i love the idea of perfection i mean i really i, I it's a great idea you know i and that's what really when all this started i thought oh this is going to be great i am going to get perfect 
I'm gonna get on a nice outfit, good haircut, sit in the window. I smoked at the time, of course I did. We all smoked. I smoked cigarettes, yeah, I was gonna smoke and drink iced tea or something. I don't know what I was gonna do, but I was not gonna have any feelings. I was not gonna live. I certainly wasn't gonna get, I wasn't gonna fall down and be silly like other human beings. Well, lo and behold, that's what it's all about. Is right. really right living through this incredible paradox. It's the fundamental paradox, right? On one hand, as souls, we are infinite, eternal, immortal beings, unlimited, and we are human. We are mortal. We are flawed. We are finite. Now, how in the heck are we going to work that out? No wonder we're all upset. It doesn't make sense. It's a paradox for heaven's sakes. And the record is big enough. Yeah, it's it's vast. And there's room in the record to embrace the entire paradox. And we have the opportunity to live in the paradox. And just to yes. kind of sort out, oh, as a human being, I am imperfect. So right. As a soul, I'm perfect. So I just, I'm fascinated by these things. Yeah. It, it is. It's so liberating. I think this last year has really helped with that as well. I mean, all of us have had to learn how to do some new tricks. And I mean, I, I remember having to go on some Zoom calls and just feeling like, okay, I just made a complete jerk out of myself. Thank you. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, the lights are out. Okay. Here comes the cat or whatever, you know, and you're going, okay. And we all have to just throw off our hands and say, guess what? We're all doing the best we can. That's and right. we're learning and we're growing. And, and that's the other thing I love so much about your new book is, you know, you talk about this and, and you feel about it the same way I do. I mean, there is tragedy out there. Absolutely. And horrible. And yet within that, let's take advantage of this opportunity. We've been given a chance to sit still. And as you said, we need to find out what do we really want to do? This is a chance. Let's, let's try some chance. new things. We're going to fall down. We're going to make fools out of ourselves. And that's wonderful. And that's right. That's what it's all about. Right. It really is that this is not, the spiritual path is not an end run on the human experience. No. And it's just, it's the way through though. It absolutely. is It is the way through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. How you're a joy. So tell us your website. We're going to have the links to your amazing. Oh, oh my website, lindahow.com. <laughs> there it is. Lindahow.com. Yeah. So come to the website. You know, I have all kinds of, my, of course, the, the big excitement right now is the new book. And I just finished recording the audible, which oh. was really fun. So that'll be coming out soon. I don't know when that is, but it's soon. It's you know, it's in, in the hands of the audible gods. And um, so that's coming. And, um, you know, I have classes and I have, I have a wonderful teacher training going and we have some excellent certified teachers who, who teach my work and help others. Um, yeah, your training programs are phenomenal. All your books are amazing. Thank um, you. I highly, highly recommended everyone. Please check this out if you haven't already. Some of my students were like, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to tell them you were gonna be on my <laughs> I spilled the beans the other day. They were like, Oh, I just bought her a new book. I'm like, Oh, how wonderful, you know. So yeah, lots of fans out there for you. Oh, good, good. Well, be sure and give them the give them the COVID hug. Okay, the yeah, the uh, elbow bump alert. 
I know. All right. Well, you're a joy. I want to have you come back. I just wish you and your family just tons of love and blessings. And thank you. And to you too. Amazing trailblazer, Dr. Linda Howe. Thank you. Friends, I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. Have a blessed day and take care of yourself. And thanks for watching Healing Arts. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. Hey, dear ones, it's Dr. Shelley. So I mentioned a while back that I started a new online school. Basically, my travel schedule, as you know, kind of got canceled this year. And so I converted a lot of my classes to the online format And I have to tell you, this has been a complete joy and a complete blast. You can come on over and check the school out at healingarts.thinkific.com. And there you will find certification programs in Egyptian energy healing, my new Pythagorean healing series, and so much more with new courses being added all the time. And when you take one of my energy healing certification courses, you are invited to come on over to Zoom and join me personally for ongoing Zoom calls. And we have been having a complete blast. We've sent healing light out to people, out to animals, situations, the world, and everything in between. It's a great community and I want you to join us. So check it out at healingarts.thinkific.com. And I'll look forward to welcoming you to a class very soon. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. You can visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. hope you loved my talk with Dr. Howe as much as I did. And I hope you have a blessed week. So please take care of yourself. Stay safe. Have fun if you can. And I just can't wait to speak with you again on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hey friends, I want you to check out my Past Life Lady YouTube channel that has tons of free videos that teach you how to do all kinds of things from energy healing, gem and mineral healing. I've got guided imagery up there for you. So check it out. Just go over to YouTube and type the words past life lady in the search bar and hit subscribe. And I'll look forward to welcoming you over to my channel today. Thank you.